if I didn't fight, had to inhale my pride, cut out the cancer that was embedded deep inside as tears run down my face. I'm still here in this place, enjoying another taste. Days intertwined with black lace, cheated fate, destiny rewritten, grim reaper seems smitten. Every exhale, a gift to me, living each day happily. Earned because I fought with all my might, grasping at straws that seemed out of sight. Positive mentality still remains, overcoming dooming fatality, though my life now never the same. I'll not wallow, trying to put off my sorrow, thinking of an impending task, living now impulsively, I'll do me, there's no one I even have to ask. Ringing the bell in the grave. I'm not ready yet. Had to be brave. Climbing out of the muddy trenches that I was buried in. More time I did win. Living in a world that I created. Bittersweet memories of the past once hated. Ripped off the disguise of the lingering lies. This took years of tries. I wouldn't be here today. If I didn't fight for my life in my own way. This time is all mine. This is the atmosphere I always wanted. I'm giggling inside, can't you hear? Even though past shadows stay near. So thankful that I made it. Scorched by the fire, but now I stay lit. Climbing on my scars while reaching for the stars. <laughs> Spoken Soul Sessions. You ain't my man. With Poetic Black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you but you but you. Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and lewd advances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We'll start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black. What's good, Spoken Soul family? We got another one lined up for you guys today. I hope, I hope. Another dope show lined up for you guys today. 
today I've been I've been wanting to do this interview for a minute. And uh she's finally in the studio. I'm talking about none other than Gina Carrillo, aka or BKA Black Widow Poet. She's in the building today, but we're gonna give her the proper introduction that she deserves. I'm talking about none other than Gina Carrillo. Originally from Flint, Michigan, moved to Franklin, Tennessee in 1989. She inherited a creative streak from ancestors on both sides of her family, talented in different genres. Some of her interests have included both drawing and painting, as well as poetry. She has even dabbled into music. She was able to study oil painting in New York with T.E. in Britain back, as well as Art of O'More College at Design and Columbia State College. Although her favorite medium is acrylic on canvas, her work also includes watercolor, oils, and chalk. Her art is colorful, bright, expressive, and unique. Some of her work has been displayed at a few popular restaurants in downtown Franklin. Just as painting is an expression of one's innermost feelings, her poems also show the same passionate depth of emotions. Some of the well-known poets who have influenced her style are Edgar Allan Poe, Chaucer, and as well as um, Shakespeare. Her poetry is thought-provoking, soul-searching. Gina's creative art and poetic writings are a heartfelt and loving gift to society. With no further ado, I wanna I wanna welcome to the Spoken Soul Session Studio the the lady herself in the flesh. Give a warm, warm welcome to Miss Gina Carrillo, Black Widow Poet. Hey, Queen, how are you doing? How are you doing? Good evening. Good. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am good. I'm so happy to have you in the studio today. I've been wanting to do this interview with you for a while. You know, things happen. I had so many people lined up and going through different seasons, but I definitely had to get you on the show. I mean, you are, I mean, your poetry, like in your bio, is very, very unique. Very unique. And, um, I chose to open the show with that that particular piece, uh, If I Didn't Fight. Now, this piece, I want to get into this piece, but before we get into that, let's get in, because my, my audience is going to kill me if I don't do this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ask every poet that come on the, to come in the studio, I ask them one question. And that question is, why, why poetry? So, Black Widow Poet, tell the Spoken Soul family, why? Why poetry? Why did you decide to get into poetry? Why did you, why did you decide to express yourself, use that as a medium of expression? Poetry, spoken word, and you're so great at it. Tell the people. So, I take pain and I took it 
and I turn it into poetry. Poetry is my love, my passion. It's my way of bleeding. It's therapeutic. It's stress relieving. Um, it kind of just comes to me and it has to get out. And once it's out there and my words are released through the air, it's a release of my thoughts and feelings. And it just feels a lot better once I get it out there. Mm. Definitely. Like I I like to I like to get the different perspectives of poets because as as a poet myself, we we think different, you know, and we internalize things different. The things that we see an average person would just see something and and think no never mind about it. But us as poets, you know, we give we give our feelings perspective, you know, and that and that's how I like to kind of describe it us we giving our feelings perspectives and um this piece if i didn't fight now this joint it really it really got to me you know what i'm saying because i i sense a lot of pain in this piece and um it's it's not a painful piece it's more of an inspirational piece but uh i want you to walk us through you know what what's the meaning of this piece or what's the what's the overall takeaway why did you write this piece? Let the people know. So I wrote this piece, I believe, a couple months ago. Um, and it's about my feelings and journey going through beating through um, stage three breast cancer. Wow. Which I just beat. Um, well, it's kind of an active struggle or obstacle I'm getting through. Um, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer um, four years ago now when I was 34 years old and I went through radiation and hormone treatments and I had a mastectomy and then I had a reconstruction surgery and I'm still doing hormone treatments. I'm still on chemo for the next seven years. So it's an active struggle that I deal with and sometimes the feelings overwhelm me and that's when i wrote this piece mm, powerful powerful piece man is that is 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 definitely an inspirational piece knowing the the background of it and and the back context of it is that you've you're going through and you've been through so much and to be able to put it on paper and still leave remnants of inspiration as opposed to like being down and dreary you, you you're leaving the the reader or the listener with some form of inspiration like i i did it and um you can do it too you know so i really dug that piece because i went through your archives i was going through your gram and uh and i was looking for a piece to open the show and out of all the pieces you got up there this piece really it really grabbed me it was one of the pieces that grabbed me. It felt so sincere. It felt so like triumphant. It's like you're still here and you know what I'm saying you're not giving up. The battle is not over, but you're still fighting. And um I applaud you, Queen. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you. So yeah, man. I mean, you've been all over. Tell us, tell us, because I I've I've been watching you on the gram and I see that you are. Uh, you travel different places. You perform in different places. Tell us some of the places that you've performed. Yes. So um, I started performing about two years ago. Um, started off in Nashville. Um, I met different writers and poets 
while performing and I created the crew, the Prodigal Poets. There's 19 of us now. Um, and we perform in Nashville and surrounding cities. Um, so we have a, a monthly show we do at Pumphrey and Beard in Dixon, Tennessee. Um, we have shows in Franklin and um, I've been to Centerville. Um, I went to Florida. I've been to Vegas. Um, anywhere and everywhere. If there's a mic or if I'm at a winery or a- any type of show, I'm just like, do you have something going on during intermission? Can I hit the mic? <laughs> mm, definitely hungry. I see. I tell. I want to know more about the prodigal poets, man, because you see posts all over the gram. It's like it's 19 of you guys. Like, tell tell us about this. How did this come about? How did you develop this? How did you assemble this many poets, man? Because I be seeing you guys on the gram a lot at different places, and there's always different poets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about the prodigal poets. How how did this come come about? Yes. Yeah, so um, when I started performing, I started meeting all these other. Um, writers that were performing as well and I started a group chat on Facebook and Instagram and I just called us Tennessee Poets and then every time we were out at a show we would take videos and pictures together and so I would start tagging them and stuff and I was like we should come up with a crew name Um, so we voted it was between the Prodigal Poets, Poetic Justice and Mouth of the South Mm. um so the majority vote was Prodigal Poets. Then we got a logo. Um, we started getting merch. Um, then we started booking shows, started getting paid gigs. Um, and now there's so many of us that we rotate out at the poets and who's at what show, where, when, all of that. We got a calendar. And Nashville's kind of like a poetry hub now. So if you want to hit the mic, there's a show every night pretty much. Mm. Dope, man. Dope. So, so tell us some of the members that's that's involved with the Prodigal Poets. I, it's a lot of poets, man. But tell, but tell us <laughs> yes. some of them. Some of the main members we have, um, we have Brandon Long. He's out of Murfreesboro. Um, I met him at a show at a live church in Nashville. Um, I was there when he, he was hitting the stage for the first time ever. Um, and he's amazing and brilliant. He can write something in five minutes and memorize it. Wow. And the next day perform it. Mm. Um, we have Matt Awesome, Matt Novak. He's um, He does a podcast, Dead Inside Podcast. He has a spoken word show in Nashville every Saturday at Twin Kegs 2 from 6 to 7. So he's a great host. He does comedy, storytelling, and poetry. Mm. And then we have Sarah, Sarah Mingus. She goes by Wonder Woman. Um, she created Wonder Woman Rising. Um, she's a life coach, um, and she has multiple books and anthologies, and she's performing. She's been performing 17 years. Um, then we have some erotica poets as well. Kelvin the Wordsmith. We have Savannah, which is Widow in Red or the Scarlet Widow. Mm. So check some of them out. Yeah, definitely, man, because uh, I see you guys all over, man, and I love the fact the movement that's going on where you guys are really bringing the poetry out there so people can really experience it. And I think that's important for our genre in particular, because, you know, a lot of times poets don't get, you know, the notoriety that they deserve, or they don't get that, that same fame or shine that you would get from mainstream music. But I think me personally, I think poetry is so much more of an asset 
than what you hear on the radio, you know, because poetry speaks to the soul. It speaks to an individual. It speaks to make a person better. You know what I mean? It's like that progress. And you see a lot of things that, that we see on the radio is really, you know, geared towards, you know, low vibrations, you know, keeping people involved with the, their lower thinking self, you know, keeping them impeded from their progress, from their goal. So I think poetry is, is so much more of an asset, you know, to the world than you see mainstream music. And we don't like, we don't get the, 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 I think the props that we deserve, you know? So when I see poets out there, and that's the reason why I started this podcast is to bring light to poets all over the nation. You know, poets you may know, poets you don't know because poetry is healing. And uh, I applaud you guys for going out and, you know, creating a movement and going out there and letting the people, you know, experience what I think is so, you know, so important for us. You know, so now look, you got some pieces you got to spit. So I don't know. My, my audience will definitely get at me. They'll kill me in the comments. They'll email me. Yo, let us spit. <laughs> you know, so definitely let me set the mood or let me set the uh, let me set the stage up for you to spit your first piece. All right. So uh, let me just set the mode up and uh, are you ready? Are you ready to go? You good for your I'm first piece? Ready. All right. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Coming to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome to my sister and your sister, Black Widow Poet. So this first piece is called Disturbed. It's about Frankenstein and how I relate to him and what I went through Beating stage three breast cancer. Disturbed. Silent raindrops fell like tears outside the castle. I'm aching for you. Whisper away my anxieties. Imagine hearing you in my head. Darkness consumes fire burning, foggy fumes. Thoughts of a better life cracking through my skin experiences i want to have more they're talking about me town people knocking at the door not understanding my needs aren't that demanding looking on to broader horizons people try to kill what they do not know also try to bring back alive something that had already had died don't create me make me feel so real then turn your scared head I'm undaunted. I wasn't the one that wanted to brought back haunted. Not like this. Now they wonder about how I act. This isn't what I thought. Can't blame me for how I react. Your experiment was unsuccessfully simulated. Still some unconscious flesh not stimulated. This operation not quite like the illustration. Raised from the dead. There are crevices in my soul that can't be sealed with a kiss mended memories of the past remain this new life is just not right what others experience is just not the same raised up with the tragic lightning my experience my appearance now very frightening who could love such sorrow creatures with bloody messy features just painfully stitched together is there someone out there like me finding them would calm my 
fears, wishing with these franken just hoping and dreaming. Sometimes I'm concerned, will I ever really learn? I'm just a zombie walking, limping to the side, still talking about the strange new world inside, internally perturbed, unsettled, and just disturbed. Wow. Wow. Yes, please. You have to walk us through this piece. Like, the simile you use, you said Frankenstein. Break it, Break this down for us. Tell us why did you use the Frankenstein? I got an idea, but tell the audience, why do you use the Frankenstein? Because you said you, you one of your favorite poets was Edgar Allan Poe. And you remind me of Poe. You know, your your words and how you and how you write, you got that, you definitely got that remnant of Poe. You know what I'm saying? Because you write in story form and you write along that, I ain't gonna say gloomy, but it's more so of that like scary type side. Like it's it's not it's not horror, but at the end of the day, it make it's making you think. So tell us, tell us a little bit about why did you equate this to Frankenstein? This piece is profound, though. But go ahead, sister. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I love Frankenstein. I went to the library and I rented every Frankenstein movie when I was um, on medical leave recovering from my surgery. And I just felt like... Um, I felt like a science experiment. I actually gave this piece to my plastic surgeon. Um, so the surgery I got was called the tram flap surgery, which is a new innovative surgery that not a lot of people are eligible for. And what they did was it was a tummy tuck and a poop job. So they cut out my stomach and moved it and recreated my breasts, which wow. is crazy to think about. So it's real, actual flesh. And then I was all scarred up, which I'm almost done with my tattoos. I have like 50 tattoos now, and mm. I'm doing all my scar cover-up, which I'm really happy and excited about that. Wow. So I just feel like I'm a different person, and I kind of died and was brought back to life and stitched back together. And mm. I'm this... I'm Black Widow now. Wow. I, I, I love the analogy. And um, the poem is, is it makes you think, you know what I'm saying? It may, it's like you've been through so much. It's like, wow. You know, like like to go through that much pain, to go through that 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 much trauma and to still be here today, you know, giving people inspiration, man. It's, it's so applaudable, man. It's so applaudable. Okay. Definitely. So yeah, so so you say you was originally you're originally from Flint, Michigan. Yes, I was born in Flint, Michigan. I moved to Franklin, Tennessee when I was five. My dad worked for Saturn, so that's why we moved here. So I grew up in Franklin. Okay, so uh, the what was the poetry scene like? What what was your influences as far as poetry? What drew you to poetry? You know, when you got when you where you was raised at in Flint, 
when you was in Michigan, was there any poetry role models around or were there any inspirations that you that you took from that like kind of guided you to this path? So I kind of started reading a lot of poetry when I was like 14, 15 years old. Mm. I started with a diary, um, just writing down my thoughts um, and that kind of evolved and turned into poetry throughout high school. Um, and then I had finally realized I had enough poems to publish a book. So I finally did that last year. So your first book is Kaleidoscope. How many books yes. do you have? How many books do you have out? That's Kaleidoscope. Yeah, yes. <laughs> We're going to get into that. Um, well, this is my first collection. It has 83 pieces in it. And it's my cover art because um, I do impressionist artwork as well. Mm. Um. But the other books I have are anthologies. I've been in, I believe, 14 anthologies in the last year as wow. well. That's that. You busy. You're working. <laughs> <laughs> you, you made it to 14 anthologies. You're, you're definitely <laughs> working. Definitely working. But how did you how did you get into the anthologies? Like was there submissions that you put in or did you like know the compiler or whatever the case may be? Um, there are. Um, anthologies I either saw on Facebook or Instagram and I uh, submitted or I asked publishers, how do I submit or poets reached out to me and asked me to be an anthology and submit to it. Wow. That's amazing. Now tell us about Kaleidoscope. Tell us about why did you choose that as a, as the name for your book? And let me see your art form because this is only audio. I'm I'm mad that the that the audience can't see the art form, but I would like to see it because I we can Got see it. each other. So uh So Kaleidoscope is broken pieces put back together beautifully. Mm. So that is what a kaleidoscope is, is bits and pieces of shattered stained glass put back together to mm. make a beautiful picture. The cover of the book is a painting. It's like huge painting I have in my dining room. It's called Highway to Your Dreams. Mm. Um, and it's impressionist acrylic on canvas. And it's actually a drawing that my, my late father-in-law had did. It was the last drawing he did. And he was an artist as well. And I painted it. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. That Thank is you. A, that, that is amazing. It's, it's definitely a deep piece. And uh because I'm into paint paintings as well. I wouldn't say I'm an uh, I'm an expert or anything of that nature, but I do enjoy nice paintings. And um and just like poetry, you know, you can get so much from a painting. You can get, I mean, so much huh? by just looking at a painting and just thinking and just wondering what the artist was trying to display. You know what I mean? So where can we find some of your your actual artwork? your drawings and your paintings? Do you have any type of galleries we can go to and, and find some of your pieces? Cause you got a lot of pieces. Thank you. Um, I have had them at different restaurants um, in Franklin. Um, right now you could look at them on my Instagram or Facebook pages. Um, I do have them at different um, art crawls or festivals that are in Franklin and Nashville as well. Dope. Dope, dope. You know, because uh, I was looking through your gram and uh, you got a lot of work up there. There's a lot of work. 
and a lot of dope pieces, man. And that piece right there is one of those pieces that I can just stare at for about 10, 15 minutes and just imagine where you was trying to go. It's so much depth in the actual piece. And that's the beautiful thing about them painting and how it connects. It directly connects and correlates to what we do in the spoken word realm. So uh, I appreciate you for that, sister. But uh, we got to get you spitting again. You know what I'm saying? You got four pieces you're going to do. So you <laughs> did one. So we definitely got to stagger these pieces and get these pieces in because I'll talk all day. But uh, let, me set the, let me set the stage back up for you again to bring back and do your second piece. All right, coming definitely. back. Coming back <laughs> to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome to my sister and your sister. Miss Gina Carrillo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so this next piece is called Bewitch, and it's a magical, empowering, witchy piece. Fear not the witches, but those that burn them alive. Jealous of them taking power from the earth, Without poisoning the soil, more entertaining being a magical enchantress than the helpless princess who couldn't toil. Although alone, widowed with no children, however embodied with the power of a sorceress, call me a necromancer, watch me sparkle outside with pride, curious on how I dress, it's the true me not to impress the words I write, wanting to gain some insight, asking me if I might be a complex hex left you perplexed. They tried to drown us while worshiping God will not be put down. Head held high with a flower crown, dancing under the pale moonlight with those that fill my heart. Tribe consistently giving me the breath to keep on can you hear this enchanting song insides formed from the sands melted together from when i was scorched at the stake from those that wanted to take bewitched wounds sewn together intertwined with dark thread she devil stitched made a new life for myself while embracing haunting nightmares will you wake up scared of what you did it will not be hid Come for me again. Hear sounds of a screaming woman that can't be submerged. Shadows cast of a southern skinwalkers from the woods emerged. Just misunderstood. Moonlights of those eyes. Glow in the dark battle axe. Arrows of defense. It all makes sense. Such a sight to be seen. From the darkness emerges the queen. Let those realize inside the past storybooks all have lies. This world is full of monsters with friendly, judgmental faces that go to church on Sundays. And there are colorful haired angels wearing eclectic clothes, gravitating close to those. This may be the day that you learn. I'm the descendant of the witch you weren't able to burn. <laughs> Yes, yes, I definitely hear that pole. I definitely hear pole. The way you, the way you do your stories, and the way you tell, the way you spit your poems, and the the way you put your stanzas together, 
I definitely hear that inspiration of Poe. Dope piece, phenomenal piece, man. One more time for the system. Now, tell us, tell us what inspired that piece. So I'm a widow. My husband passed away in 2010. Mm, Sorry to hear that. Thank you. That's also another reason I relate to Poe because Mm. he lost his sweet love, Lenore. And then, um, so I'm a dark artist and I do love spiders. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if I lived back then, I would have been probably burned at the stake or they would have tried to drown me. I'm because I'm a widow. I live with my dogs. I'm alone, you know, and these are not all bad things. I mean, I'm magical. Mm. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I'm, I'm definitely seeing the way, cause I love the way you put the storyline together and um, you're saying a whole lot in your stanzas, but you're, you're bringing like a, you know, an element of horror. You know, there's an element of horror there, and um, I think it's so intriguing. You know, I think it's an intriguing piece, and I love the way, I love the parallels you use. I love the parallels you use because I'm thinking when you look at it, the witch, you know, the witch back then, a lot of times when you read the stories of witches, people got burnt as being mm-hmm. witches that weren't weren't actually witches. You know what I'm saying? So this was like something like a blanket indictment that they would give mm-hmm. to women who were outspoken, women who had their own power or, you know, so they would look at them, oh, you must be a witch because you didn't depend on a man or you didn't depend on, you know what I'm saying? You didn't p- depend on this system. You was con- you was considered a witch. And um, like Joan of Arc, they, they burned her at the stake as a witch and uh, many other women that they took that had this outspoken point of view or whatever the case may be, they looked at as being witches. So it's, it's, it's profound, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I dig me personally, I dig the storyline behind witches, you know what I'm saying? Cause I don't know if you ever watch American horror mm-hmm. story or, you know what I'm saying? There's different, there's so many different storylines about the witch. And I found that really intriguing you know, how witches get a bad rap, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? How people get a bad rap, you know, and it was mainly because of the onset of, you know, organized religion. People looked at these people who had their own personal ways of communing with the universe or with nature. And they said, Oh, you are pagans. You're, you know what I'm saying? You got to, you're heretics or things of that nature, because actually the word pagan, the word pagan only means a mountain dweller. The people who dwelled in the mountains and they practiced their own little rituals, they practiced their own little things, and they was looked at and viewed as as witches and 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 heathens and things of that nature. So I think it's it's dope, you know, the storyline and that parallel that you use with the witches. I think was phenomenal, phenomenal piece. Once again, thank you. So, so tell us. Have you ever traveled to New York? Have you ever traveled to New York to perform poetry? I have not yet. I went once with a church group when I was like nine. Mm. Um, but I would love to come. Definitely. I know there's a, a poetry festival in September I was invited to. 
Oh, that would be dope, man. Definitely, man. There's some dope poets out here in New York. And they have some legendary stages, like legendary stages. If you ever come to New York, one of the stages that you got to get on is the New Yorkans Poets Cafe. You got to go yes. there. That's- I, th- I have been on online. Oh, yeah. They do do an online open mic. I think I might have performed before online. Yes, yes. they do. I forgot they did that now. They doing the open mic that. Because during the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, people wasn't able to go. So they did do the open mic on the, uh, as a matter of fact, I believe a former guest that was on the show, Miss Ray Jane, shout out to Miss Ray Jane. I believe she's the new host of the New Yorkans Poets Cafe online uh, open mic. If I'm not mistaken, I believe she's the new host, man. So shout out to her. But that's definitely one stage that you want to get on when you come to New York, you know. I, I mean, I, I definitely think that you are uh, a phenomenal, a phenomenal artist. I think you're a phenomenal artist. And I really dig, you know, the parallels that you use with your poetry when you use that element of horror, that, that you know, that, that gloom, but it's not really gloom. It just makes you think, you know, you remind me a little yes. bit about Emerson, like Emerson, you know. Like like people like that, like free thinkers that thought and just wrote about what they thought. And you can just get a lot from that. You can get a lot from that. Dope piece. So tell us, where can we purchase Kaleidoscope? Where is it? Is it on Amazon? Do you do, yes. do or they can order? It's on Amazon you, and Barnes and Noble websites. Okay. So how much is it? It's $15. $15. So y'all go mm-hmm. check. Y'all definitely go support this sister, man, and um get that book, man. Dope, profound, profound sister, man, and I really dig your spoken word. We got Thank some you. more pieces. We got some more pieces. Now, tell me, do you also do a, an erotic catalog? Do you also have an erotic catalog? I do have erotic pieces. I have an erotic book out called Touching Tongues anthology all right um if you're interested in that let me know definitely because i'm I'm definitely looking to put on you know uh an erotic showcase i want to do a series on the show where i pay homage to the erotic poet because a lot of times erotic poetry get a bad rap or you know i'm saying they don't get a lot of shine you know the way a lot of mainstream poets with, you know what I'm saying, prolific. Oh, I wouldn't say mainstream poets, but a lot of prolific poets, they get a lot of a shine and they, it kind of overshadows those erotic poets. So I definitely want to put on some form of, uh, of you know, to pay homage to the erotic poet. And I, and I did notice when I was going through your catalog that you did have some erotic pieces. You had some erotic pieces. So how did you get into the erotica? Tell me. I started writing eroticas. About a year ago, I um, met different erotic poets on social media. And so they kind of inspired me to collaborate with them or just kind of do something out of the box for me, which it was harder for me definitely to perform. I'm actually shy. (laughs) I know people are like, you're a spoken word artist. How are you shy? But as far as like dating, I am. So I'm not very flirty and to perform those pieces, you have to be flirty and warm and cheeky. And mm. so that was a real challenge for me. Definitely. So it's like, I, I dig it. Cause like, 
I started, like, I do have an erotic catalog, and I started writing the erotica after, you know, because I'm a performance artist, and I'm also a slammer. Like, I compete. So I noticed that when I would go to different slams, and I would be competing, I will get to final stage, and I would lose or come in second place because I didn't have no erotica in the chamber. And when you're dealing with the different crowds, you know, sometimes that erotic piece or that sensual piece can be the piece that shows your diversity, that shows your different levels that will make you will pretty much, you know, separate you from the rest of the the poets that's that's competing. So I say, you know what? I lost one slam and I was like, it was a it was a big slam and I lost that slam. I was like, you know what? I'm starting to write erotica. I'm always going to have me an erotic piece when I'm going out to compete <laughs> in case the artist that I'm competing against got some erotica and um and it works. So definitely, man, I'm definitely a fan of the erotic and the, the erotica genre of poetry. I'm definitely a fan. And uh, you know, I noticed you had some what you call it. hopefully you'll bless us with one of the pieces because you got two more pieces to spit. Hopefully you'll bless us with one of them. Maybe, you know what I mean? Who knows? You know? Oh, I can look one up for you. <laughs> uh, we can say, matter of fact, we can save that one. Matter of fact, yeah, that'll be your next piece. Pull that one up because your your last piece, you know, I want you to pick whatever piece you want to, to end the show. I want you to pick whatever piece you want. But save that third piece that erotica piece for that third you can pull it up you know what i'm saying you can pull that get that ready cue it up you know because definitely the people want to hear the people want to you know what i'm saying they want to they want to know all the different facets of the black widow you know (laughs) but yeah so definitely you know you got the book kaleidoscope you've you've been in so many different anthologies what's next what's next for Gina Carrillo. What's next for you? I'm working on my second collection, which is going to be art and poetry. Mm. It's going to be called Stained Glass Mosaics of Light. Mm. And the edits are being done. So hopefully that will come out soon. Do you have a a, a, a show on Instagram where you interview artists? Yes. You do. I just started being a co-host of Origin of Thoughts. Origin of Thoughts. So check that out. That's linked in my bios and social media. So definitely, I definitely. will be going on there co-hosting, and you can send in your pieces, or you can come on live with us. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. You guys know you can go check her out. Check her out on Instagram. She got shows going on where you can come and interact and engage with different poets from across the world. So uh, that's definitely a good look. I definitely like the platforms or the look that's on Instagram right now for poetry because you have a lot of different shows where they're showing so many different artists from all over the country, man, that you wouldn't normally, you know, run into. You wouldn't be exposed to. Instagram is a movement right now for the spoken word realm. And uh, I really appreciate that. There's a lot of dope artists that I had on the show that I found on on Instagram. Actually, Mm -hmm. I seen you on Instagram also. I seen you, you posted... I think you posted a video with Jam Spoken, with Jam Spoken, a video where y'all was performing at a location. And I was like, oh, all right. You know what I'm saying? You was dope. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I definitely wanted to get you on the show. But uh, definitely feeling that vibe that's going down on Instagram. And I want you guys, definitely my audience, you guys go and 
Check her out on Instagram. Check her show out. You know, definitely check out The Prodigal Poets. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to play one of the commercials from one of our sponsors and get you, Tom, ready for your erotic piece. You got it. You got it. You got it uh, queued up already. Yeah, I'm pulling up. All right. So I'll play this. I'll play this commercial and we'll be right back. Hello, this is William S. Peters Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Interchild Press International. First, I must say we at Interchild Press are proud to support my brother, Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Interchild Press International offer to you, his listeners, and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code Spoken Soul to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at innerchildpress.com and we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Interchild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.interchildpress.com. Thank you. Coming back to the stage to perform her third piece, let's give a warm, warm welcome to the Black Widow poet. All right, y'all, I hope you're ready for my erotica piece, Fire and Ice. In the light, juices flowing, feeling you putting my hands above my head, approaching closer to my face, been longing for your embrace. Pull away, teasing, playfully appeasing, Not behind a closed door, moving to the floor, seductively laying, R&B playing, berries and wine. This is a tantalizing time. Sliding ice cubes and candle wax, slowly becoming relaxed. Melted chocolate and whips, drizzle and cream, get it in between the seams. There are many layers, complex variety of flavors. Now in the dark, glowing, smiling because you're knowing that I don't know how to react. This is only the first act. I want to experience you like a new attraction. This is an anticipated reaction. Do you want me to be gentle with your skin? Do you like it more intensely rough? These touches have meaning within. Keeping it hidden is tough. Just tear me apart from the inside. Talk to me about it, swirling with pride. Oh, I'm feeling you biting with your teeth underneath. It's getting increasingly hot, but you still keep your cool. It's all about what you're not. I'm made of sugar and spice that turns into 
fire, and ice. Very, 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 very sensual piece. Very sensual <laughs> piece. I like that piece. See, I see. I like the fact that it's you know it's erotica, but it's not it's not vulgar. It gives it gives you that. It, it leaves the imagination to like you know run wild with it. It's dope, mm-hmm. dope piece, man. <laughs> dope piece. Appreciate appreciate you for being vulnerable enough Thank to you. share that with <laughs> us. You know, definitely. I mean, I mean, you a dope poet, Queen. I'm saying you out there. You're making like for the spoken word genre. You know what I mean? I, I like to give the flowers to the poets. You know that's out there doing the work. Appreciate you. For what you do, you know, bringing this thing that we do to the forefront, you know, and that's the whole that's the whole idea of this show is to connect artists like yourself, you know, to the audience that, you know, I'm I'm happening to like to, to create and build this audience and to expose them to so many different poets, so many different varieties of poets. And it's always something for someone. You know what I mean? There's there's always something for someone and you never know how much your words can affect, you know, how much your words can actually heal. You know, someone who's going through the same things you've been going through or some of the things that you've experienced and you put it down on paper and you put it into that art form and it allows people to actually, you know, release and and just, you know, can just take that one moment, that one second to say, I can escape this pain that I'm going through. I can escape this trauma, you know, and I can lose myself in this poem. You know, years ago when I first started writing, it was, uh, it was, it was, I had access to, you know, like the youth, you know, like working with the youth and things of that nature. And um, it was this one guy, he would request to read this particular poem that I wrote. And it was like, it was like he would come like every every other day or every other week and he would say, yo, uh, can I read that poem? Can I get that poem? Can I read that poem? And I knew then, I was like, yo, this is powerful. This thing that I'm doing is powerful. You know, being able to take words and express them in a way where someone else can feel it and heal from it. Or someone else can can feel it and say, okay, it's going to be okay. You know, I'm not alone at this. So I applaud you, sister. I applaud you, you know, for having, you know, having the audacity, you know, having the audacity, having the goal, having the courage to stand up and be vulnerable so other people can, you know, can grow from what they're going through. They can, they can get past it it's an inspiration though and and i think poetry is for that particular purpose man and i really appreciate you coming on the show now tell us we want to know the audience want to know how can we support you what's the best way we can support your movement what's the best way that we can support you support what you do your artwork your poetry tell us how can we support you thank you um, go on social media, follow, like, share, post. Um, I'm Black Widow Poet on Instagram, also Prodigal Poets 
on and Facebook. On Facebook, I have my art and poetry page called Black Widow Poetry. Mm. Um, also, if you're in the Nashville area or surrounding cities, come to our shows. You can come perform with us as well. Um, just come hang out with us. Um, we'll have books at the show as well. Mm. Um, also, we have art crawls. We have book festivals. Um, there's different festivals in Franklin. Um, and I'm usually at all of them. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. You definitely are at all. I see you. I see you posting. And I'm like, damn, Gina over here now. She's over <laughs> here. She's over there. So you be you definitely out there doing your thing. And we definitely appreciate you. Y'all definitely go and check out her book, Kaleidoscope. That's on Barnes and Nobles. And it's on Amazon. Yes. Price is $15. You know, can they, can they purchase it? purchase it from you directly like cash yes, app if you want like a signed copy $25 I have cash app okay so you can just DM me what's uh what's your cash app so the people can know yes it's Gina E. Carrillo Gina E. Carrillo y'all go check her out man y'all definitely go support this sister man she's out there she's doing the work and she's putting it down for the poets man she's out there putting it down for the poets and I appreciate you for coming to the show and being so vulnerable being so vulnerable whereas you know you let us in to your world so we can you know look at what you're going through and we can draw some form of inspiration from it I think you an you're an amazing person you're definitely a survivor you're a strong willed individual and i really appreciate your spoken word queen for real no truly truly thank I really you do. that means so much to me and that's the most heartwarming part of performing is after a show when people come up to you and they're like i just beat cancer too or my fiance died i relate to that piece or i i was in an abusive relationship and your piece really empowered me mm. and that just fills your heart up definitely man and and you're, you you definitely deserve it you definitely deserve it and we definitely appreciate you now we want to get you to spit your last piece before we close the show you know what i'm saying so uh let me set the stage up for you and this is your choice you can do whatever you want it can be as long as you want. It don't matter. We want to hear. This is your finale piece. And uh, let me set this stage up for you. Coming back to the stage for her final piece. Let's give a warm, warm welcome to my sister and your sister, Black Widow Poet. Thank you. So the, the three main subjects I write about are um, surviving cancer, getting through abusive relationships, uh, domestic violence, and also um, overcoming deaths. So this piece is my domestic violence piece. It's my signature piece. I've been in Bridges of Williamson County for three and a half years. They've helped me break the cycle of toxic unhealthy relationships, help me work on self-love and self-care, build boundaries, work on my insecurities. And this is the piece I wrote called There Are Still Holes in the Walls. There are still holes in the walls. One above my bed from where you threw something at my head. 
There was one in the door that you punched so hard, the frame cracked all the way down to the floor. It's still not like before. It'll never be the same. All because you got caught in a lie. You wanted me to die. I would stay quiet and just pacify. I would crawl into a ball and make myself small. You tried to drown me. I still have bruises from it all. And the words you spewed sounded like they came straight from Satan. I do not fear the devil because I already dated him. You used to ball up your fists and yell and spit. Poison seeped through my skin. Acid permeated within my body. The pain pervaded and I was intensely hurting within. Years passed by and your tormenting grew worse. I forgave and I tried again and I wanted to see the best in you. How do you go on without trust? I felt like I was stuck in the mud with Stockholm Syndrome. Trauma bonded to you. When I opened my mouth, I couldn't shout. I dreamt of getting out. This is a poem that hurts to write it. I could barely get through it. And abuse is not a strong enough word to describe it. But I'm finally able to see through my tears. I conquered all my fears. You tried to clip my wings and put shackles on my feet. And I looked out the window and I hoped of flying again. But I starved for your red flags like they were a bouquet of bloody roses. Now my PTSD haunts me like a past life. I survived. There's still ashes floating around from where you tried to burn me. But like a phoenix, I rise. These scars and cracks are now filled with gold. I'm stronger now, and this is my story to be told. When I tried to eat, you would knock food out of my hand. But yet you were like a creature attracted to my light. Like a parasite, you try to suck out my flame to fill your hollow emptiness you had inside. And it seems like you kept coming for me. Just reincarnated yourself to look differently. I finally decided I had enough. The cycle finally has ended. I came out on the other side. I'm getting used to lower tides. You could not rob me of my sparkling existence. It still shines brightly. Although there are still nightmares of you that terrorize me nightly. When I wake up, I remember I'm happy and free. Wings spread wide. I now stand tall. I got through it all. And I left that one hole in my wall to remember to never let my heart fall like that again. I'm Black Widow. Is it because I'm a widow forever? Is it because of my broken heart? Is it because of my love of spiders? Remembering Esmeralda, my pet, I've named all the ones I've met. My poetry may be dark at times, but there's a lot of love in these lines. Sometimes in the darkness, you see flashes of red and black. Not all are waiting to attack. Remember this when you see one out the window. This is why they call me Black Widow. Dope, dope, dope. So befitting of your final piece. I want to thank you so much for sitting down with us in the studio. I want to thank you for being so vulnerable, coming 
and you know just just being an open book man giving us inspiration and giving us words of encouragement giving us words to ponder you know you are a gift to our community we appreciate you we appreciate the effort that you put in that you're putting on right now with the prodigal poets and getting this poetry out to the world man i appreciate this movement any way that i can support this movement i will definitely follow share hope you guys come to new york i'm definitely gonna come see you guys perform uh i appreciate you so much for just coming and just being you thank you so much queen i appreciate you thank you definitely thank you so much poetic black i'm so excited to be here on spoken soul sessions hope to be back most definitely most definitely definitely come back you got some new some new material you said you got some new projects coming out definitely come back we can debut it on the show let the people know we can find you uh any parting words that you want to you want to say to the audience you know anything you want to say just go ahead go for it the floor is yours Yes, y'all, please follow me, Black Widow Poet on Instagram, Black Widow Poetry, Facebook, also Prodigal Poets on Instagram and Facebook. Remember, life is like a kaleidoscope. With one turn, everything changes. Peace, love, and poetry. Most definite, most definite peace, love, and poetry. So for my audience, you you guys know how I like to do it. I got my I got my theme song. That I usually like to play, but uh, I can't find it today. So we're gonna go with another one. We're gonna go with another, another. Uh, it won't be as inspirational as the the ones before, but we're gonna go with it. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, know without a shadow of a doubt that you are validated that you are here for a purpose and there's purpose in you. Never allow anyone to impede your progress. Life is about a journey, is about goals. And I hope you're on your path to finding yours. Spoken Soul family, I want you guys to know that I love you. And I hope you love me too. Peace.